This is SG Fun, a Stargate podcast. Are we ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Welcome to back to the. I'm going to start again. Come try. Come try. We're not doing the advertising now. We're doing the intro. We're just excited. Hi. Yeah. For advertisers, maybe to ever come. Hey, Tori, I have a new plan about the advertisements. Oh, yeah. We'll just talk about brands and say how bad they are <laughs> until they start in that space, until they start sponsoring us. <laughs> We're like holding them hostage by our massive influence. We're going to try to neg advertisers. Yeah. <laughs> but in the meantime, welcome back to the vertical watering hole here on Stargate SG Fun. Oh, yeah. Stargate podcast. My name is Sarah, and I have now seen the Stargate movie. Yes. And have binged all the way to the middle of season four. And um, I'm here with Tori. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, well, I've seen the movie, but that, I mean, that's just, that's, a, that's just old hat now at this point. And, yeah, it's but your favorite. I, but I'm choosing not to binge the show. I'm, I'm doing it one step at a time. So now that's our, uh, host dichotomy. <laughs> yeah. That's the new dynamic. Also, because I've seen the movie, I have a new perspective on the show and I have found having seen the movie and binged through to mid season four, I love this show. It gets so good. It gets a better budget. It gets a regular director and Peter DeLuise from 21 Jump Street, which nets a guest appearance by Dom DeLuise, which is pretty funny. And uh, yeah, I recognize now I've been a real, um, I don't know, I've been a real jerk by talking, like a real butt munch talking about these, you know, Michael Shanks and MacGyver the way I have because they've massively, now that I've seen the characters from the movie, they have done such a good job of embodying the characters that other actors created. And I know I was like, he's not James Spader, but I feel like James Spader took that role to prove he could do an understated character. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was like so weirdly cast. He went from being like the sexy rich high school boy to being like a nerd. Mm. Mm -hmm. it's so weird mm -hmm. and like kind of an understated nerd he's got a little bit blah 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 no I got it I got you so um, I feel I feel kind of bad I don't even know if I'm going to be funny anymore now that I'm taking the show seriously mm. Mm. was I funny before I mean that was kind of a bold statement <laughs> <laughs> no it's okay no yeah yeah you just you just supplanted that you know you, you <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't even matter anymore we're not well, going to be funny now. Starting yeah, now. Yeah, that's right. Starting right now. We have excuses. So I'm off the hook. Well, I was listening to the late the latest episode that's out. I was listening to it. Um, I was I was on a little trip in Oregon with our our mutual good good friend, and she was out. She took her dog for a walk, and while she did, I I was listening to our show, and she came in and said, "What are you doing? Listening to yourself and laughing at your jokes." And I was like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm doing. That's right. 
turns out I have my sense of humor and also limited memory. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're you're your own gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. So I think maybe I am funny. I says, hey, um, you know what we forgot to say? Hmm. We we dove into this as a comfort watch. Yeah. And I'll say for season one, we were comforted just because we needed it to be comforting. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Speaking for myself. But as it moves on, there were a couple good episodes in season one. But as it moves forward, as somebody from the future who's seen up through like episode nine of season four, um, this show is worth investing in. And I'm suddenly really, really happy. There's so many seasons. Oh, well, well that's, like, that's good. I've got the theme song, theme music in my head all stuck in my head <laughs> most of the time. Well, yeah, it, it, it was, it was, it was a bit of a forced binge, you know, like, I mean, it was just a, it was a, th- it was a thought that I had mm-hmm. and you know, it, I mean, th- those are big words to say, we'll watch every episode of a, of an episode of a show that's 10 seasons long that and, we don't really know what we're getting into. Yeah. And, and, and it, it felt, it felt a little existentially, uh, absurd, uh, <laughs> a couple for a couple episodes and didn't mm-hmm. know what I was getting myself into just the wasteland was on the horizon, but, but no. No, I I think even with all that, I'm still enjoying it. I'm still enjoying the show, and if as Sarah says, it does get better, then yeah. it only looks up from here. And so I'm excited, and I'm excited that we we get we did a whole season at the least. We didn't quit Woo-hoo! after four episodes. We could have. We could. We definitely could have. <laughs> we could have. We should. Uh, we should get into this one. This episode, which is season two, episode one. Uh, the Serpent's Lair. Or, or, bite him in the hand. Or, let's measure dicks, everybody. <laughs> I, uh, my, uh, my, uh, my title is similar. Mine is Dick Wagging in Space. <laughs> that one's better. Parentheses, <laughs> and also on the ground. Double parentheses, and between two stomach shrimp who I don't think have dicks. <laughs> and parentheses period there's a lot of it <laughs> there is a lot of it um uh this episode aired june 26 1998 and, and and it was directed by one of the showrunners jonathan glasner oh so i think yeah he took the helm to, he's a to direct big it. fucking fan of cutaways to build tension but there's like <laughs> over there's like at, at least 60 cutaways yeah but I, th- this episode has an 8.7 on IMDb, and that I, th- I think that's one of the highest of all the episodes so far. And, it's pretty uh, good. Yeah, yeah. My expectations were high, and I, I think, spoiler alert, they were fairly met. Hey, it it was it's a soup that eats like a meal. It was a TV episode that ended like a movie and felt like the end of a movie. Like eventually, I felt like I should be getting up and leaving a theater. Yeah. At the end. Yeah, grab your half-eaten bag of popcorn and and guiltily throw it away. No, nah, I kicked that shit on the floor. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's cool because I used to work at a movie theater. I can do that. Just kidding. I don't do that. Yeah. And oh, oh shit. No. Oh. You know what that sound means? Oh my God, Tori, you yeah. have 24 seconds to summarize this episode, or the mountain's gonna blow up. Well, we don't want that. We don't. Hold up. 
because I had to use my timer for something else. And I was like, oh, this is going to fuck me up when just, we were Just give me the time that it's already set at. <laughs> An hour, 30 minutes. It's like 18 minutes. <laughs> okay. Um, I am not ready for this at all. All right. Anyway. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It doesn't matter. It's an emergency. Go. All right. Well, the gang is on the pyramid uh, ship and they don't know what to do. They're in the thing. They're they're ready to blow up Earth. Hammond gets into a pissing contest with Colonel Samuels. He wants to blow it up, but it doesn't work. Meanwhile, the gang gets sent to prison, but Braytac shows up, gets them out, and then they go on this wild goose chase. They do take over the two ships and then uh, cause them to blow up, but they they go through some gliders and and they escape. Fuck. All dead. That was really difficult for some reason. I don't know why. It was pretty complicated show. I mean, I've got, I'm not going to lie. This is a bit embarrassing. I feel like a nerd, but I got like 12 pages of notes from this show. So this is a rough one. Well, I'm no Braytac, so I can't just, right. I, I, I didn't when have a Braytac to swoop in and, and save yeah. the day. And swing his dick around and smack O'Neill in the face with it <laughs> or with his elbow, whatever's convenient. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> no, for the Jaffa, their elbows are their dicks. Oh, that's right. I forget. Like, you got to stop being so uh, homo sapienist. Yeah. yeah. Or exactly. whatever. That hum- means. Humanoidism. <laughs> yeah. Stop with your humanoidism. Your human. Humanoidist. <laughs> yeah. Stop being a racist, but for all of humans. Hey, Tori. Yeah. Speaking of measuring dicks. Yeah. It's a good thing I bought such a huge dongle. Or we wouldn't be able to record right now because I wouldn't have the extra USB-C slot. Doing some dongle wagging. Yeah, wagging my <laughs> dongle around, slapping people good, you in had the a, face good, with it. It's always good to have a second one on backup. Yeah, I got my backup <laughs> dongle. All right. So we we start with a recap of season the season one finale. And I thought that's a really efficient way to enjoy it. Um certainly more so than listening to this podcast about it was. I <laughs> <laughs> well, I, what, when I saw that, I was like, hmm, I wonder how long, you know, those poor schmoes in the 90s who had to wait. Uh, but I looked it up. All and, summer. Well, yeah, it really wasn't that bad because the last episode aired on March 6th, 1998. And this was hmm. in June, at the end of June. Hmm. So that's, you know, nice. that's not the worst. Yeah, the I guess the... The TV off season used to be shorter when they weren't doing all the off season programming that they do now with reality shows. Anyways, but then we get back to uh, everybody planning to bomb ship one. And uh, that's Chlorel. That's why I call Chlorel ship is ship one. Okay. Chlor- yeah. First- Chlorel ship, ship one, Apophis first- ship two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we got the order we got to know them in. Because right now we don't even know about ship two. Right, right, right. Shh, spoilers. Well, yeah, yeah, O'Neill, yeah, O'Neill's like, yeah, he's like, Carter, uh, you know, yeah, let's just, what, you got the bombs, right? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I, I said them. Yeah, and Daniel's like, he, lo- he looks at one of them. It said, it said 23 minutes, 23 uh, hours, 33 minutes. I thought the, uh, which makes sense because the 24-hour yeah. continuity person was was on point. On, on it, yeah, and I thought it's a good scene. We got some team cohesion. We get some quippy-esque kind of humor going on we, we do we do actually this is i was wrong this is where we see that there is a ship too actually i love this scene i, lo- I like this scene because um they're talking about i can't remember why they're talking about the bombs but jack is like says to sam tell me 
they're on an automatic timer. And the way she looks at him and says, they're on an automatic timer. It doesn't say anything else. Full stops it. I'm like, is she getting a little like loosened up and a little funnier? Because then he's like, well, what's the time set for? And she's like, 24 hours. Of course. Yeah, 24 hours. <laughs> and he freaks cool. out. <laughs> she's like, hours. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, we were like, you know, several million light years away. I thought, you know, I thought we had a little bit of time. <laughs> Right. But then it doesn't matter because they have to start their planning is thwarted when they get gassed by the Jaffa that are trying to get into the room. They get in, they gas them and everybody passes out. Well, it, well, it was weird because I they, it comes in and there's a flash and then there's like screams like it makes this like horrifically screamy sound come out of it. And a flash happens. And I'm like, is this what like what kind of bomb is this a squeal bomb? You know? Well, what it turns out, it is Tori. It is a Goa Uld shock grenade. Shock and grenade. I, what's really important is that you remember throughout the rest of this episode for later that Teal refers to it as a goddamn grenade. Oh, just keep that in mind. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It seems to do a lot of things at once. It blinds you. It gives it. It it causes extreme pain for some reason and makes you pass out. It says he says there's a lot of of side effects, but they're temporary. And for I guess they did make him pass out. But from what I could tell, it causes blindness and totally unexpressed extreme pain that nobody seems to be in. <laughs> and and we'll find out later that it has an extremely far reach. Because you just throw one into a, a huge hundred yard room and it affects everybody in it. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe somebody who acts like they've never heard of a grenade goes, that's a grenade. Anyways, <laughs> um, but I think we get a cute scene at the beginning of this with um, a lot of tight dialogue. And the part I like the most is when uh, Sam's crawling around. They're figuring out they're just waking up. She's crawling around and she does something hurts O'Neill. And she's like, I'm sorry, sir. It's just so dark. <laughs> and he's like, it's fine. He, his, he's like, I like your attitude. And then Jackson's like, it's not dark. We're blind. <laughs> well, yeah, no. Is, is that an, is that an excuse to, is, is that like a reason to like just nom nom in the air? Like he's, <laughs> he tries to awaken her and she, I'm, I was like, nice defense reflex, but she's like, yeah, it's just so dark, sir. I just had to start biting. That's, <laughs> fuck man oh but yeah but yeah they, they they wake up in a prison they're, they're in jail somewhere on the ship and yeah and daniel's bummed man he's like dude he is daniel fail. downer he is such he yeah. is such a debbie downer yeah o'neill's trying to keep the positivity going give me an example of something uh jackson says when he's being a goddamn downer. He's like, we failed yeah, so it's gonna failed. blow up mm-hmm. You you forget you forget Jack. We've seen it all happen before. Yeah, yeah. And Teal's yeah. also a little bummed. He he's just kind of just sitting there, and O'Neill's trying to. He's like, take it easy, Daniel. He's trying to keep the positivity flowing. Yeah, I think this is this is a good leadership moment scene for O'Neill. Like he gives a pet talk. His humor finally makes sense as being really effective. He uses humor to to perk his team up. Yeah, yeah, he's like Carter. If someone comes in here, just bite him on the hand, and she's like, yeah. "Oh, okay, sir." Okay. Oh, good one, sir. I mean, we're in dire straits, but. And did you also notice when he says that Teal has a, a new addition 
a new facial quirk to his smirk. He has a very pronounced eye lift. Did you notice that? Yeah, I like it very much. It's just the far corner. Do you wonder how many 80s band names we can work into this besides Dire Straits and New Edition? (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that the people who named their band Dire Straits were in Dire Straits? Or do you think they just wanted to be able to go around saying, yeah, I'm in Dire Straits. The next thing we get, Clovel. Is that no Chlorel? God, I can't remember. Yeah, that. Alexis like, Cruz. He might be yeah. in this. We get Chlorel going into a sarcophagus instead of being dead. Yeah, re- the rejuvenation spa chamber. I, I, I'm, ex- I'm psyched. I'm glad. Yeah. And do you, do you recognize the voice of the Jaffa who's putting him in there? No. Oh, I did. It was Master Braytac. I recognized it right away. <gasps> Uh, so I don't feel like that's an episode spoiler. I I think some of us knew. Damn. Or at least suspected. Oh, so that's why he killed the other dude so quickly. <laughs> yeah. So he takes the opportunity to take out a loyal Jafar. So, yeah, just just one less for later. Yeah, just but what what's weird to me, that's gotta be rough on him and Teal'c, right? That they're trying to free their people, but they don't have time to have a conversation or something. 75 with all of them to turn them around yeah, so they just have to kill them. I mean, look, they, they yeah, because they have to go through a whole thing to become Chiktal. Yeah. I think, I think but, that's so what talk, Protect says. Yeah. Talk about a commitment to the greater good. Well, yeah. So uh, we cut back to the base and the base is in this episode a lot. I didn't think it would be, but uh, it is. And so is uh, Lieutenant Colonel Brill Cream. I called him Lieutenant Colonel Dickalicious. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I decided to call him uh, Colonel Matt Nicholson. Pretty much a cross between Matt Gates and Jack Nicholson. <laughs> I think that's what he... Because he tried... Because he you looks... call him Jack Gates. Because <laughs> Jack, Jack Gates, he looks like Matt Gates, but he tries to act like Jack Nicholson. Yeah, maybe we should call him Nicholson Gates and call him Nick Gates. That's Nick Gates. NG. Well, yeah, uh, General Daddy sees him. He's pissed that he's there. Oh, no, because he shows up with a bunch of I told you so's and admonishments that you haven't been responding to that shitty Senator Kinsey who tried to contact him. I love the pause. I love the pause from Big Daddy Hammond when he's like, well, I'm in charge and you should know because Senator Kinsey has been trying to contact you. And he lives leaves just enough of a pause without responding to it to be like, yeah, I know. <laughs> It's like he lays, he shits a big turd in the room and is like, I'm proud of that. Well, yeah. Well, I, I, I got a little disappointed because at the end of the last season, daddy was gung ho because he was like, he was leading the charge. He was put in charge of Earth's defense for the mountain, which yeah. I thought was kind of weird, but he was, he was like super excited. Well, it makes sense that he's at least a general. Why would a Lieutenant Colonel be put in charge? Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. But it's but it made me it, it was like, oh, OK, so they just sort of tell him he was in charge like, <laughs> right? like like that time in fifth grade when I was told that the outfielder position was like the position to be on. Oh, you know what? Also, coincidentally, in fifth grade, um, I was told that being unnamed elf two was as good as being the elf who got lines that I didn't get that I <laughs> yeah yeah but like, exactly how in charge was he because he ends ends up asking uh lieutenant colonel grossy pants what what's going on <laughs> like what's happening at <laughs> yeah, the exactly, pentagon exactly so then the whole conversation is just pentagon blah blah in charge blah blah 
government and chain of command are useless, blah, 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 blah. Hey, let's measure dicks. And then I, even though he didn't win, I felt like he did win. Mm. Even though he's not in charge, I felt like he won. So I put, I was like, Hammond wins again. And then I was like, they don't call him Big Daddy. For nothing. Big Daddy Hammond for nothing. For nothing. But and it's then not we just get, us. <laughs> yeah. And we also hear about the big bomb times two. There's two of them. Yeah. Yeah. They've made a new weapon at Area 51. Uh, yeah. Some some secret research. Right. And right, so they're right, going right. to put it to use here. Which I just, it's so weird that they're like we don't have enough money at one point in the last season like we don't have enough money for the sgc but we do have enough money to also be doing other secret stuff that are about this yeah maybe that's why they didn't have money for the sgc they thought we actually are making bombs that are going to work again yeah as the sgc it's it's just (laughs) (sighs) it's like no no don't don't worry son you'll be you know yeah outfield is a great position no it's the best (laughs) You'll be right next to the the garbage bins out in the park. That's where all oh my the real God. action is. Whenever I had to be in the outfield for gym class, I was just the person sitting there with the the yeah the glove going, "Don't hit it over here! Don't hit it over here! Don't hit it over here!" <laughs> Which means that they would. I'm going to play with this metal on the ground. These sharp objects. Right. The next scene is that Apophis is, is Apophis and Braytac. And Apophis is like, he's Braytac's like, I thought I'd wait to execute the humans until Chlorel was awake. And Apophis is like, shut the fuck up, go kill him now. And um, but we do get the plan, the go at will attack plan. And the good news is they're saying, we're gonna wait. We could wipe out Earth right now, but we're not gonna. Good news, like all evil villains. We're going to wait. <laughs> well, well, yeah, yeah. You, they they want to wait because Chlorel took a lot of damage. Uh, uh, so he needs to be in the rejuvenation spa chamber just a little bit longer. Just a He's bit. not really necessary for the attack. I think it's just like a father-son moment that um, Apophis has been looking forward to. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't want... Yeah, he wants his son to be there. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, and can I say... At this point, I'm noticing I'm like really into these helmets that are like exactly like the shape of their skulls, like the Jaffa mm. and the Goa Uld, like not Chlorel, but Apophis have these like dope ass helmets. <laughs> they, they look really good. Like those should come in style or something. I suppose. Well, now that you've seen the, the suits from the movie. Yeah. You know, now, 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 you know, while I'm dogging on the shitty like prop helmets that they have to manually take off oh, I as know. opposed to the movie where they just press a button and it's CGI'd out of existence. Right. And I, maybe that's why I was even paying attention, but I do want to say, so the scene ends, we get a soap opera face from Apophis out to the next scene. Do you notice what's weird about this show is it's on Showtime, but it still has commercial cuts. Well, this episode in particular, the cuts are really weird. Yeah, I've noticed on other episodes too, maybe it's ones I've seen moving forward. It's almost like they're thinking about syndication. (laughs) Maybe they're taken from the cuts that are for syndication because some of them are very um, sudden. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So then back at the mountain. Colonel uh, Jack Jack Gates is giving a briefing. (laughs) 
Um, and we learn that the new weapon or this new weapon is nothing more than a couple of nuclear warheads with some of the Stargate material, which is called Naquada, 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 which I couldn't remember when we were watching the movie. I was like, so what you call it? And they call the bombs Goa Uld Busters. <laughs> Look at my dick. Yeah. <laughs> but I like that the whole mood of the scene is like, oh, good. They're waiting. We we have time to prep. And I'm like, yeah. They shouldn't wait if they should just fucking they could have blown up Earth like 18 times. And then at this point, because I consider I can't keep saying the name Gates gets Gates. I can't talk about that. motherfucker. I'm going to call him Lieutenant Colonel Dick Delicious or Lieutenant Colonel Brill, Brill Cream, because at this point I was thinking, isn't it weird how villains always use so much Brill Cream? The hair just looks like plaster. Yeah. And then I was like, you know, I'm just saying, but my ex-husband went through a heavy Brill Cream phase. Okay. For an extended period of time. <laughs> well, I well, I well, I wanted to say that like yeah. they they make a point to say that SG five brought some of that material oh. back from one of their missions, and I was like, I'm glad to hear that one of the team, one of the teams is at least bringing back something of value. Oh right, <laughs> you know, right. Like SG one is like, yeah, you know, we bring back viruses and crystal shapeshifters. Yeah, but we that's have our yet, thing. <laughs> we we've almost negotiated for medical technology almost <laughs> yeah. but we learn we learn that we've got three hours to the big bomb yeah yeah, yeah explosion yeah. and there's a lot of overconfidence on both sides yeah well yeah yeah well and the and the reason they have the material as you learned in the movie is that the material increases the destructive power of the warheads if just like put in a pile next to them so he's like, get a thousand times strength of our normal. So we're like, all right, all right. All right, all right. One more thing about the mountain. One more thing about the mountain is that you you basically learn that they're not telling the rest of the world about any of this. Right. None of the world governments. That is this show. And I don't want to keep talking about it every episode. So I hope that I want to say it now and hopefully I'll never feel compelled to bring it up again. But this show is upsettingly like focused on American exceptionalism and the idea that Americans, mostly white, primarily white Americans are like the true representatives of earth. Mm -hmm. And, and I hope we never speak of it again, Oh, (laughs) (laughs) but we'll probably have to. Because I think it's just something that you have to accept about this world. Well, yeah, no, it, it's it's amazing because uh, uh, one, not going to say anything about the aliens that, that are coming to destroy the Earth. And then two, not about the two nuclear warheads they're going to shoot into space, which the rest of the world will definitely see and have no understanding of why it's happening. So what do you think they're going to think? Or maybe the trajectory. I don't know. Maybe they would be able to know the trajectory, but they might just launch as soon as we launch. Of course they of course they will. <laughs> and this is like this is what, six years after the end of the Cold War? <laughs> this, the it's fuck? not gonna go well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, but my point is it's six years after the end of the Cold War was kind of the sweet spot for cooperation. This is like before Vladimir oh, well. Putin, but after the fall of the Soviet <laughs> Union. We don't want mass panic of the of the upcoming Armageddon. Just yeah, let, but, let it let it let it surprise everybody else. <laughs> That's a good plan, right? And let's just only put America, the best Americans, onto this oh, other al- planet. Alpha site, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, alpha fight. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's pretty it's pretty wild. Um Lieutenant Colonel Dicklicious says, Wow, it's it's amazing, but no other countries have have noticed them. And I'm like, Yeah, it really is amazing, isn't it? <laughs> but not the other countries. But then they start, and then it goes to let's measure dicks again, again. <laughs> and then the suspicion that maybe SG1 is sabotaging something because they they're like, even though there was um an energetic eruption on one of the ships. They're still like nobody, nobody's noticed it, which is remark, truly remarkable. But b- between those mountain scenes, there was a little mini, there's a little scene where Braytac says he's going to go execute the humans plus Teal'c. Yeah. But instead it, he, he shows up and the animosity, this weird competitive vibe between O'Neill and Braytac over Teal'c is so wild. They're such dicks to each other that Braytac enters the cell and immediately just crushes O'Neill's nose with his fucking elbow. And he just, he just lays into the gang. I'm like, O'Neill is such an asshole. How is Braytac somehow the bigger dick of the two of them? I mean, I don't know, like between, between like their interaction, I, I yeah. O'Neill doesn't do anything. Yeah. I feel like he's, cause you know why? Cause he's, he's on top. He doesn't, he's the one like I have Teal'c. Teal'c's my husband. Oh, but- <laughs> Like well, I, Ed Braytac is like, well, he used to be mine. And O'Neill's like, he's mine now. And Braytac is like, well, I hate you and I'm going to cut you. But like, he's such a jerk that he has to explicitly tell them. He says, I personally have been ordered by right by Apophis to come and execute you. And there's this pause where they're all like really tense. He's like, oh, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but they don't know. They don't know if he's going to do it or not. Right, right, right. Well, and he also tells him that he had a plan to stop the attack. Oh, and at yeah. The, and at that point, I was like, like, what? What would your plan like to yell at Apophis? Like what? Like what would your plan be? And O'Neill and Neil's doing the same. thing. He's like, yeah, we're 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 that's what we're trying to do. And he's like, enough human. And MacGyver gives the most hurt look <laughs> I have ever seen him give. Like like he just dissed his dance moves or something. Or like told him that his writing sucks. Like it's so f- he's he's just because he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't quit back. He's just like oh, I know. Oh. But then the next thing that they do is Braytac is giving them their weapons back and then unnecessarily explaining that plan. And it's like why they can't do it. I mean, it is kind of a good plan. He's like, we were going to attack some of Apophis's men and basically make it look like it was Chlorel's Jaffa and then get them to get, do a father-son why are you, uh, fight. Wait, why, why are you recapping this? It's so completely outside the entire plot of the show. It's so weird. Mostly because, uh, and this is why I think Braytac doesn't have to worry about Tilk because Tilk is just like a clever plan. Tilk simps on his mentor this entire show. Like it's fucking insane. <laughs> Everything Braytac says, he's just he's just lying on lying down on it, and just he's just like, yes, that's that's my mentor over there. <laughs> he he always has the best plans. He's always saying cool stuff. Like I like he's just like a puppy dog in this episode. It's 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 Braytac yeah, has nothing to true. worry about. Um. So then they talk about how Chlorel isn't dead. He's in the sarcophagus. Yeah, and yeah. Then, I guess Daniel fucking forgot about like the thing that he's already used. 
I know. I thought that too. And I decided to kind of let it go. But yeah, Braytac is like, but O'Neill's like, why the fuck did you save him? And Braytac's like, ah, oh, because I knew that they would wait. So mm. it makes it makes the fact that they're waiting a little bit more reasonable, I guess. Mm. But then he's like, well, surely you guys have warships. Ha ha. <laughs> and then they're like, we have something called shuttles like that you could commute in. Ha ha. And then it's O'Neill's just like, today's a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a bad day. <laughs> So we cut back to the mountain and well, yeah. in the little scene that, that, that you talked about where they see the energy signature in the ship and all that kind of stuff. And glasses is back. Glasses is prominent. Oh yeah. In this glasses is in well. almost, he's in at least half the cutbacks to the mountain. Oh, it's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we see when we cut back our is, is general daddy is talking to a group of surprisingly, I would say, on the balance, nonplussed people who are looking at a stargate, an active stargate and being told they're going to walk through it to an alpha site because the world is about to end. And they're just a little bit like, whoa, holy shit. Oh, my God. Mm. is kind of their expression. They're like, what? Everybody's like, cool, cool. I, I, no, it, it, it was a cool scene. Uh, Daddy gave a great speech. But like nobody, there's not even any like rabble, rabble, rabble. <laughs> <laughs> like talking to the person next to you. No, not even looking at the person next to you. Like, what the fuck? Are you going to go it's through that? It's a water that? hole, but it's vertical. Yeah. And I guess we can breathe in it. I don't know. Like, like he doesn't even say, he doesn't even say to them, don't worry. We've been through it lots of times. Nothing. There's no context for these people are like, what the fuck? But yeah. they're not like, what the fuck? They're like, oh, like, what the fuck? I guess it's cool. Uh, the best and the brightest, apparently. Okay. D- D- Daddy, Daddy tells them that, uh, yeah, it's it's a new colony, which gave me some respect for Hammond because he he had to have already had this plan cooked up. Like there had to have been some work in the background. Yeah, which means he believed Daniel the whole time about the attack. Yeah, maybe so. Or do you think it's just a plan he had anyway the whole time because he knew the gold would be a threat? Oh well, yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know. So they launch. Right. But what's weird. Can I, can we talk about how Lieutenant Colonel Dickalicious goes, is on the phone. He's like, yes, resume the countdown. Hold at 20 seconds. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Can we just not make a 20 second timer? I thought, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Can I reword that for you? 24 seconds. Thank you. Oh, you're right. Thank you very much. They fucked up. Yeah. You know what it was? It was because we're not supposed because General Dicklish or General Lieutenant Colonel Dicklicious isn't part of the team. So he's not in the know about the 24 ah, or 24. I Although I, he, he did do it like as they're watching, as they're watching it, he does do a little like fun, like Napoleon Dynamite. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With a little fist pump. He's like, yes. Oh, yeah. Dick is so big. We go back to the ship. And O'Neill and Braytac are talking. And that's when O'Neill's like, so tell me, you've been talking about your wing or your squadron who's going to help us out. How many people are in it? And Braytac's like, including me, three. Three, Including Teal, four. (laughs) And Teal's like, that's right. That's right. And O'Neill's like, fuck. So are we fucked? And Teal's like, yes. (laughs) 
Well, yeah, even even Teal thinks like, yeah, it's a bad idea. Uh, and the three, they went through the the child the child tea the child teal, something like that. Some sort of oh, little... the three of them were were from the very beginning since they got their Trimta. They they have been with Braytac, so he's been able to teach them. Yeah, the way he taught Teal. Yeah, and um, we found out that a whole day has passed since the last time we looked at the timer. Yeah. 41 minutes to the C4. 41 minutes. It's been a while. One of them's like, hey, should we go to the ship that doesn't have any bombs on it? <laughs> and the other ones are like, yeah, that's a cool plan. That's, yeah, that's the best plan so far. You think maybe they'll go right to that ship, but it's going to take basically the rest of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> They're big ships. Big, big, big ships. Big, big ships. Lots of hallways. And then we go back to the mountain. We hear the lo- the launch was successful and there's four minutes to the targets. Mm-hmm. And then there's like some weird dick measuring over. Should we continue with the ev- evacuation to the alpha site? Oh, right. And uh, the Hammond wins and they continue. And then and we find out that there's only one minute and, and there's a lot of overconfidence and chutzpah. There's one minute. To the warheads and then we go back and then Apophis sees the warheads through the window. They And remember, and they said that they had stealth technology on these rockets. Right. They you, made them like the B-2 stealth bomber, but with Naquita bombs. You can see them through the fucking window. <laughs> it's fucking ludicrous. You can see them through the motherfucking window. It's ludicrous. It's fucking ludicrous. You can see them through the motherfucking window. Tori, you're right. Yeah, great stealth. Great stealth technology, guys. I know. Well, you know, <laughs> you can also see the the stealth bombers with your motherfucking eyes. But Donald Trump is like, we have invisible planes. <laughs> there the was mo- a they're so invisible, the most invisible, the most invisible. There was a point watching this where I thought, oh, they're going to put the president, take the president to the alpha site. Mm. And I thought, what if this had happened when Donald Trump was president? There would be nobody on the alpha site, but a bunch of old white dudes, all of Donald Trump's kids. And one Asian guy. And that they would let that one Asian guy stay. (laughs) (laughs) And he he would be one of the ones that want to stay. (laughs) (laughs) That would be really weird. (laughs) I don't even want to dive into all that. What that would, what that means. We cut back to the mountain, 30 seconds to impact. Well, the uh, yeah, the 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 missiles come through. They come forward. Clarell finally pushes the button, and the shields come online. Which the, is the Independence Day shields. They look exactly the same. Oh, do they? Oh yeah. Well, and this is very good news for SG One because they were on Ship One. Yes. Yes. Do you think? Oh, bad news for Earth. Good news for SG One. But it takes them a long time. I was just like, Samuels, you idiot. You didn't watch. That's what you get for not watching Emmerich's other movie about an alien invasion, Jackass. <laughs> Jackass. Mission failed. Yeah, but we do get to witness that maybe Scara still has a lot because of the injuries that Scara still exhibits a lot of control mm-hmm. more than you would think over this, this body. That's right. That's right. And then we cut back to the mountain. Oh, God. Where we've got bad news. No joy. There was no impact or damage. So Dickalicious Samuels is like, that's impossible. And I wrote, that's not true. That's impossible. And then I wrote, this guy's a real Vincini. 
because he keeps using really hyperbolic impossible (laughs) yeah like clearly possible we go back to the gate gang they're in a hallway they have a firefight they win and we find out they've got two more decks of hallways to climb through before they can go to ship two and move forward with this plot it's in just yeah 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 I was, I was trying to, I was, I was trying to figure out what to, uh, cause I, it's not just the gang. And I was like, Braytac and the gang. Oh yeah. I just, I just made him and his dudes, his Bra- two dudes. Braytac the and the chalk tea dancers with special guests, <laughs> humans. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's a mouthful though. But O'Neill, O'Neill holds his own. He like kills several and Braytac's mm-hmm. like, not bad. Not bad. Not That's bad right. There's a lot of not bad in here, as long as along with bad day, it's kind of running through the show. Then we go back to the mountain. Yes. What do we find out of the mountain? We fucked up our own satellites. Yeah. With that, with the EMP from the the energy shields. Mm-hmm. So that's when General Hammond's like, let's just not tell anyone. They only have time to panic. Which is, what do you think of that? <laughs> well, it's like I said. I want to know what you thought of his choice. I like. Well, it's like it's. <laughs> It's like I said, it's like, yeah, the rest of the world's going to notice some shit's going on and you're going to have to say something at some point. You're just like putting it off. They really gloss over it, don't they? But they're putting it off and maybe they'll never have to say anything because they kind of think that the world's about to end. (laughs) True. And then and then straight from the alternate reality, uh, Hammond's on the phone telling the president to board Air Force One. Yeah, he's like, I think, yeah, we should think of this as the emergency defense situation, sir. If anything is, this probably is. It. And I th- and it seems like the president says no, even though I you don't hear his answer because right. daddy looks a little forlorn after he hangs up. But I, you can't really tell. He could just be forlorn because he's about to die. Well, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to tell, right? <laughs> well, also, I mean... I think general daddy's expressions are sometimes hard to read. I, I'm not always sure what he's trying to express because mm. sometimes he just expresses like derpy derp. Yeah. And I think he's trying to be intense. Cause I don't think he's ever trying to play his character as like, what? <laughs> but he makes that face a lot. Okay. So next time we go to Chlorel, who for some reason rings over from ship one to ship two to see Papa. Yeah. A Papa fist, if you will. Yeah. Or if you won't. Um, he complains he needs more time to heal. He can't fight his host. He needs to take and, a nap. <laughs> right. Yeah. He needs to take a nap and he needs to do it in the sarcophagus. And Apophis is just like a shitty football dad. Yeah. So he's like, no deal. So yeah, get in there, son. That's right. So he rings out, presumably to ship one. Then we go to the gate gang. Still more hallways, Tori. More hallways. It's a big ship. Still it's a on big ship one. Ship. <laughs> Still on ship one. And this is where we get the conversation where Braytac asked what the hell grenades are. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't pick up on that at, at first, but yeah, he should very much, a, a, as Tilk says, a crude explosive device, which is really weird. Cause they basically have grenades and the goal will have a kind of grenade. Yeah. Yeah. The term grenade is, you know, as in terms of a throwing device that has some sort of effect, <laughs> he should yeah. know what the fuck that means. Right. Cause he uses one several. Yeah. Of them. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And he can, he knows, he seems to know all the other English words. Oh, oh yeah. Side note, uh, all the scenes with the Goa'uld and the Jafad that don't include any humans, they're all speaking English. They're not even trying to speak their own language at this point. Right. They're just speaking I know. English. 
But I will say it's fast paced. So a lot of this stuff, you really don't notice while you're just enjoying the episode. So they, they find a couple more Jaffa and Braytac goes to, tells O'Neill, observe yeah. and learn. He walks past them and they recognize him so they don't do anything. And then he like, you know, and then he twirls his staff around, hits him in the stomach and shit. They fall over. And I was like, learn what? Like you, <laughs> like you can do that because you have deception on your side. O'Neill, like what, 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 what did you did not one up him on this one, Braytac? I'm sorry. O'Neill one, Braytac five. And O'Neill could definitely do that if it was like his people. Yeah. He, he's got the same capacity capability to do that. <laughs> it's so like Braytac is just making an, an ass of himself over Teal. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So back to the mountain, this is where Hammond definitively is like, turns out I have the biggest stick. Yeah. 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 The, yeah. This stick wagon contest on the, on the ground is over. It's yeah. Because your fucking plan is over. Yeah, Your plan sucked. It failed. I thought it would. I was right. <laughs> Colonel Dickalicious. Yeah. His shirt is unbuttoned at this point. So now, you know, it's really, he's really distressed. Yeah. He looks a little clammy. Yeah. 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 And he has, he has a new plan. He wants to send a bomb to Chulak. Yeah. And Hammond's like, you, you, there's so much wrong. You, you, <laughs> you know, so little about the situation that that sentence doesn't even make sense. Right. And then he's like, okay, fine. But can I go through the gate? Yeah, can I go to the opposite? <laughs> Kevin really is like, no, it's for the best and brightest. <laughs> You're going to stay here with me and get blowed up. Yeah, and, and then he's like, and then he, I'm going to try to do a, uh, do a good imitation. He's like, dismissed. Oh, yeah, he's so disgusted in his dismissed. I mean, it is pretty disgusting. It's so ludicrous that he has to go through the gate being such a, sh a schmo that I thought for sure he was going to say, can I go home and be with my family? <laughs> and when he was like, can I go through the gate? I was like, what? We, weasel, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> weasels don't choose the hole they hide in. They, they choose the hole that's closest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's good. We cut back to the gate gang. They're still in the hallway. They're still on ship one. Ooh, that's ooh, it. Can, can I say there, there's an awesome wipe fade on this? There, you're right. Did you They're notice really that? Is. Yes. Samuels is in frame, and then they just use the wall of the ship, do a Star mm -hmm. Wars wipe fade to the ship. I was really like, good. all right, it's like a play. It's like a I did theatrical it, yeah. play. Good yeah. job, Glasner. I liked it. So then we go back to Braytac finally confronts Chlorel for being a false god. Yeah. And Chlorel's like, who's your god now, bitch? And starts like hand killing him through the forehead. But before he does that, you can tell that a little bit of Skara makes the face give a little smirk when Braytac is like, hey, guess what? Fuck you. Oh, he yeah. Does this yeah, yeah. Little, and, but then we cut out to the hallway where the gate gang is waiting. And then we cut to the hallway where the gate gang is moving in. <laughs> like we go back and forth between this an awful lot. <laughs> and then the gate gang captures Chlorel again. Yeah, like in episode one. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get in there. Teal grabs him. Dan Daniel's holding his own for a bit. Mm -hmm. He kills. He kills a few guards. But he gets he gets wounded real bad. Yeah, he gets shot. He gets and shot. then he's like, Jack, you go on without me. And Jack's like, I'm not gonna leave you. And then Daniel's like, we're all just gonna blow up on the other ship anyway. And Jack's like, yeah, that's true. Okay, bye. <laughs> He yells out, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> yeah, like, God damn, Daniel. Like, he's still being Debbie Downers if that doesn't even make, I mean, that makes sense. 
it's pretty dire. Well, it is pretty dire. It's just, damn, dude. Like, did you, I know. was there medication that you missed being in jail? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, no fuck, shit. man. So they're about to get into the gate and O'Neill's like, fuck. Well, all right. I guess I'll oblige and leave you literally to die. Yep. But they finally, I don't even care at this point about Daniel Jackson. I'm just so relieved that they finally, 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 finally fucking ring over to ship two. <laughs> and it's just at this point, it's just Sam, Braytac, O'Neill, Teal, and they take Chlorel. And I'm like, whoa, did those other two rebel Jaffa die? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They got shot. And like immediately. No, I mean, I guess that's convenient because they were they had to have lines and stuff. Well, you know, I mean, their red shirts were tucked into their vests, but they were there. That's right. They were there. Yeah. And then we see Daniel dragging himself somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I'll, and also, I will say, like when O'Neill comes in and is like, he's like, he's gonna stay behind, meaning Daniel. Like Carter, like looks at him, and then as they're getting into the transporter, she's still staring at O'Neill, just as sort of like, so are you gonna expand on how we're leaving <laughs> one of our team members here? Oh, right. right. But she is such a little rule follower. That was why it was so funny when she was like, when he only asked. Tell me we set a automatic timer. She goes, I said an automatic timer. Because <laughs> she's just like so exacting about about military things. She's the only one who's good at military. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So then they're they finally ring onto ship two right into an ambush I mean, of Jaffa, two whole Jaffa. <laughs> that yeah, is what the fuck. That is stopped by um Apophis. Yeah, who doesn't do shit? I mean, yeah, Tilk has Chlorel and he's like, I'll kill your son if you, if you, you know, but fuck, man, Apophis does nothing. He just watches. Bray Tech just lays it all out. He's like, Yeah, I, was, I spent 133 years worshiping false gods. Fuck you, destroys the sarcophagus. And we're, yeah, we're fucking getting out of here. Right. And at the last minute, right. So, Everyone goes through except for Teal, who's holding Chlorel. And then he lets go of Chlorel. And Chlorel turns around and has the opportunity to do a hand pulse at them mm. and doesn't. So oh, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it looked like he was actually shutting the door for them. I, I don't know if that's what happened, but like, so that's more of um, Scara. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because he, he did look a little like, yeah, out of sorts a little bit. And I thought it was right. weird that they, they threw Chlorel back in. Like they didn't mm -hmm. take him with them, but I guess, you know, it's a bit know. risky to take with you, I guess they, they yeah. well, and then Apophis looks pissed. <laughs> yeah, well. So, <laughs> yeah, but the yeah. good news is, is immediately Tori, we have more hallways, but this time on ship two. They more. look, well, yeah, yeah. It's hard to pick them apart, but, uh, they stun the doorknob. So Apophis and Chlorel can't leave. <laughs> And then they're rolling it's, in for a while. It's just stunned you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. And, and Bray and Braytac's like, all right, uh, onto the next section of our plan. we got to disable the shields. Well, first we find out that there's six minutes left till the C4 blows. Oh God. We always, them, always keep the pressure cooker. It took on. them 35 minutes to get, <laughs> to get through those hallways. <laughs> I know. And I think in actual like show minutes, it took 35 minutes as well. <laughs> oh, and then we found out, but but before we have to take the shields down, part of the plan is finding out, like, they're like, okay, do we have any more C4? We don't have any more C4. Mm. Braytac is, but it turns out, like, Braytac, without telling anybody, hey, you guys, I'm going to do this real quick. 
which have been really easy to put into the scene before they ringed out. Mm. He just says, oh, in hindsight, you guys should probably know that I had time during all that to direct the ship one on a trajectory closer to ship two. Yeah, yeah. He's just doing a bunch of shit in the background. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he did it. So because he he specifically wanted to make O'Neill ask. He didn't want to give him any information. <laughs> and I'm like, this is not fucking time for games. Okay, Braytac. Like, get your shit together. Well, I, well, that's not how Teal feels because Braytac's like, yeah, so, you know, we disable the shields here. And uh, once that one blows, it'll blow this one too. And Teal's like, wise plan. Oh, and Teal, I think, presents like probably his only proverbial metaphor mastery ever. And he goes, we will get two birds with but one stone. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. And then we cut quickly to Apophis shaming Chlo- Chlorel and Chlorel begging for forgiveness. I mean, yeah. I mean, Apophis didn't do much himself. Like I was saying, like he just fucking oh, stood there. In fact, he, he, all he did was keep them from keep his, his dudes from shooting them. Cause he didn't trust them to have good enough aim not to hit Chlorel. <laughs> He's like, I know my guards. Yeah. <laughs> like all the best ones are already gone. They're start there. Yeah. They're stormtrooper extras. I can't. Right. And so we cut to ship two, but now with more hallway. <laughs> We're looking down at the shield generator. It's a, it's a Star Wars bottomless pit generator room. Yeah. Yeah. In the bowels of the ship yeah. as Braytac breaking the bowels of the ship. He's like really weird. And so, but O'Neill comes in for the bigger dick win. Well, yeah. Braytac has like, he's like starts explaining this whole plan about going down the stairs and getting our weapons. And O'Neill's like, yeah. No need to do that. Pull some grenades out. Just casually, casually, just sort of just lays them over the edge. Let's while he, while Braytac is still given the plan, like they explode yeah. and Braytac <laughs> is still telling the plan. And he's like, oh, oh, okay. And he's like, that's a grenade. O'Neill's like staring at him the whole time. He's just like, yeah, <laughs> it's very, it was very light a match and have a big explosion behind you as you walk away. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, They've done it. Their plan is carried out. So they're like, well, what the human humans are like, well, what next? <laughs> and the Jaffa are like, basically like today is a good day to die. Like die. some cling, like yeah. some Klingons. That's the next box on the list. Right. And this is, this is the point. You've said a lot that Teal'c is there kind of to be the Vulcan kind of character, very stoic mm. and raised an eyebrow and stuff. And I've always been like, Mm, but now, like, I see that, but I see more than that. And this is where I finally realized fucking they have said so many times that they're ready to die and just stood there like <laughs> in, in different episodes, the Jaffa that I'm like, OK, so they're a little bit Klingon and a little bit Vulcan. <laughs> and I don't know, does that make them Romulan? Oh, 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 I, I guess not, because that's very different mix. But anyway, I mean, not that Romulans are part Klingon. I know that they're not. I get. I know. I know that they split <laughs> off from Vulcans, like that they split off, and at some point in the future, they go back into being. Anyways, if you'd like to tell Sarah how she's wrong, please call us at two o six. Yeah, go. No, it's four two. It's a four two five. But go ahead and try because I I do know my shit on Star Trek. Anyway, <laughs> well, yeah. See, Braytac and Tilk. That's what. They, so they start standing. Uh, and O'Neill's like, hey, let's just go get some gliders, dude. Oh, and they're like, oh, yeah. yeah. Damn. Like, we forgot about those. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, and we had been, we had been 
told, I think in the first part of this two-parter that Teal'c was like, had mentioned that he was rated for flying the gliders. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. As, as if that's the plot hole people would fixate on. There's so many plot holes they never bother to fix in different episodes of the show. But they're like, oh, let's drop in that Teal'c knows how to a little... <laughs> A little foreshadowing. Well, pl- good planning. Good planning, guys. Good planning. So we go back to the mountain and we can we confirm um, through dialogue that ships one and two have gotten very close together. Yeah. This is when we find out they are going to launch the space shuttle Endeavor. <laughs> just-, <laughs> just because they want to see what's up. Literally. We just want to like the Endeavor can't do shit. But look, it can. Yeah, it can float and look. That's about it. And that's what that's why we're putting it up there. We're not putting it up there for absolutely no reason, just for a dramatic rescue later. So put that right out of your head. So Endeavor here. Uh, so we're just now floating here, NASA. Yeah. So what did you want us to do here? So basically, uh, we're going to watch the world blow up and then we're going to run out of air and die in cold, cold space. Yeah. Th- thanks for the thanks for the quick out, guys. Uh, oh, my God. We cut to the gate gang in the hallway. And and they get to the hangar and and Braytex like, watch this. He's like, I got <laughs> he's my like, own, my dick I, is bigger. I got my own grenade. And so he grabs a shot grenade and just and then casually, again, casually yeah. just rolls it in. They close the door and it goes off. And this huge hangar, every Jaffa in there is hit by this thing, which is like <laughs> one foot outside the door. And it's like a huge room, but they're all incapacitated. But all the gliders are fine. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're 100% okay. They can pick any gliders they want because they're all in good shape. Yeah. No, I know there's a lot. It's like if these guys were actually literally dropping mics, they would have just really upset the sound equipment guys by now because they'd have dropped like 800 mics trying to out cool guy each other. <laughs> there's no mics left. Well, then we quickly cut to Daniel emerging from the rejuvenation spa chamber in ship one. Right. Right. So that's where I was like, Oh, that's where he was dragging himself. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he knows he's did it. He did it in the movie. You saw, you know, he knows mm-hmm. what's up. He, he was, he, he was never like, really like, he was like, just go on it without me. I get, I'll take care of this. And he had a plan. So good, good for mm-hmm. him. That was good. And cause he, yeah. And he checks the C4 immediately. He has one minute and 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's a good thing he's not two decks away from the gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, start, <laughs> he, starts, he starts plugging shit in. We cut really quickly. We just do a real quick cut to Apophis seeing that the two ships are moving too close together. Yeah. He tries to put up the shield for his ship. He pouts and then he rings out of there with Chlorel. So they're gone for the rest of there. That's it. Bye-bye for the rest yeah, of the yeah. we'll see, see you at the f- season finale, Alexis right? Cruz. And then we get to 24, 29 seconds. Oh, of, so close. So close. I know. <laughs> it even looks almost like 24. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, yeah, we get Daniel going, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like he's trying to recall a phone number, but he's trying to recall a gate address. And then he starts dialing out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, press nine first you're in a a closed you're on a closed circuit um then we get to cut we see the ships are very close together now then we see the gliders launching carter says punch it yeah and so they punch another star wars reference and then daniel jackson gates out and he dives right into it with one second remaining on the c4 clock yeah and then the ship's 
bang into each other. Yeah. And we see the gliders flying out of the explosion. Good job, gang. And we think that they've made it. And then in the mountain, Glasses celebrates by going immediately, like one second later, he's like, there's calls coming in from across the United States. There's just a big fireball in the night sky. And then it's who it's literal hoorays all the way down. The people behind the extras behind him are literally like, hooray, hurrah, huzzah. Yeah, it's no, no, I, I found it funny because, yeah, Glasses is like, yeah, we just everyone's like, this is how we just got the news. It's like even back then, everyone got their news from Twitter first. <laughs> like they like and then like <laughs> other right. people on the streets are talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, once again, I guess the Pentagon the Pentagon does not like to bother communicating with no, yeah. with SGC. The rest so. of the world the rest. <laughs> okay, so then we cut back to the gliders again. And oopsie, they're just we see there's a little bit on fire. Well, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, uh, like Carter and Teal ship specifically uh, just got mm-hmm. hit by the blast too much. So, and they're kind of close to Earth's orbit. And they might enter it and uh, do a descent, which is not good. Right, they're going to get kind of pulled into the orbit, and they're going to burn up. Yeah, but then they're like, look at the Earth, and they're like, hey, it was worth it. Oh yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Which is it's just noble, is noble. And then you know, he's like, hey, it's a pretty good day, after all. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's supposed to be really poignant because he said like 18 times today is a bad day. You know, and I got to, you know, we call Master Braytech, uh, not F. Murray Abraham, but uh, Tony Amendola. Yeah. Uh, I think it, I, he's a pretty good actor in his own right. Like, Oh, he, I agree. That's why I kind of stopped calling him that. Oh, <laughs> well, I will do that from now on. Um, no, yeah, because he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, teal. Well, again, this is, this is also an, another part of the day that the and the day is a good day to die. And mm-hmm. teal's like, yes, old friend, mm-hmm. we're know? dying free, we're dying for a good cause because they think that they said previously that they thought Earth might be the only hope in the ultimate fight against the gold. Mm-hmm. And we go to the mountain. And Glasses is like, incoming traveler, it's SG-1. What? And then Daniel Jackson dives in because he had gone to site Alpha Beta and from there to Earth. And he confirms SG-1 was on one of those ships that blew mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then <laughs> they see they see a space shuttle. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the crews in the glider. Yeah. This is uh never. We got uh, two bogeys here. We found them, sir. We, we just floated right next to them. Somehow. Yeah. Isn't that uh, lucky? Cause earth is so teeny tiny. <laughs> um, happens, all of this happens over the United States. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah all yeah. of it. Cause of course, in fact, earth is just ocean and the United States in the graphic. That's oh my God. I didn't even like how long we made it before speaking of this again. Oh, <laughs> like let's never speak of it. And I brought it up. Um, so anyway, they feel pretty good about dying, mm. but they don't die. Yeah. No, they, they get. But, but one of the things that they don't, because they took all the, I feel like because they took all of that time for Bray talk to explain the plan that was never going to happen. That was mm. moot by then anyway, when they had limited time, they don't, they don't bother with how do they get from the gliders into the space shuttle? Oh yeah. No, no. Yeah. We just cut straight to them at back at the mountain. Yeah. My, oh and my God. Which must've taken like a couple days. 
like well, two, three, four days because they had to have they had to get him onto the shuttle and the shuttle had to go get back down to Florida. Right. It can't land just anywhere. Yeah. They, they, had, they had to travel to Colorado. Braytac had to get on a plane. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? He's like, this sucks. This is terrible. Because <laughs> it's probably like he's probably had to sit in jump seats. <laughs> it's yeah, probably a military definitely plane. Definitely not first class. Um, yeah, but they're all back at the mountain. They get a real hero's hero's wel- welcome. Oh, yeah. And just for dramatic effect, Daniel decides to let them think he's dead for like three whole more minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he doesn't show up quite yet. Yeah. They, he would be right in front with General Daddy. <laughs> but he doesn't. I guess. Well, yeah, well, Braytac and Hammond have a little thing. He's like, are you Hammond of Texas? And does this weird gesture to his head like the bald guy? Because he's guy. also a bald guy. Yeah, yeah, we're, so. we're, yeah. Brother, brothers in non <laughs> non hair, and yeah, and, and Braytech has a nice moment with everybody, you know, just sort of like you know, you know, shoulder pats O'Neill, and 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 gets really close to Teal'c, and uh, and they have a, and he's like, I'm going back to Chulak, you know. He says goodbye, and then this this was fucking weird. The yeah, ge- this is really weird. The it's general's really aide rolls up to him and is like. Okay, so could you? I'm going to take you back. We got we some, some questions, questions before you leave. Like what? And then and then and then they and then he leaves back to the door. Like what a weird fucking denouement. Like it's so weird. I thought it was really weird too. It's like we're just gonna. We are not gonna like biopsy you. We're not gonna like autopsy you alive. I promise. Yeah. They're just like, we just want to ask you a couple questions. I know you're in a real hurry. There's like a bit of a time crunch to get back to Chulak before news of the rebellion reaches there. But that's just tough shit. They could, and the gang could have just said goodbye to him as he's leaving in the Stargate. It's like that moment when like you say goodbye to someone at a party and then you bump into them again as they're leaving. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but they're just like, okay, bye-bye. It's just awkward. It's like, you know. Well, and I feel like all of the things that they've done kind of weirdly on this show that have made me say, like, that's not how things work. Why is this the thing? How, giving him a shitty exit is the thing they decide to be like, it'd be more realistic if we had questions. <laughs> I mean, maybe, I don't know. Maybe we find out that, like, they never let him go. Like, you know, there's that thing. But they, like, they, they, they quickly, like, put a cloth over his head and sent him to the Pentagon or something. Well, spoiler alert, that doesn't happen. Oh, okay. Well, then it's just (laughs) fucking weird. (laughs) So can we talk about really quick before we go further? Can we talk about how crowded this room is? And can we talk about all the people who went to the alpha site? And we, can we talk about how, how many people know about the Stargate now? Mm, Yeah. I've changed my question to, do you think anybody tried to stay at the, at alpha site? Fuck that. They told everybody on Alpha Site Earth Earth was destroyed and that they can never go back because they can't let that many people go back into the world. Mm. Yeah, they can't leave. No. No. I just, I mean, we certainly don't see them return. No. No. Yeah. yeah. So it's a good thing they only sent Americans so that there's still some top-notch people <laughs> in other countries out there. Maybe that was the death of American exceptionalism. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, well, and then Hammond's like, I got a surprise for you. And then Jackson, like, you know, pops out of the crowd. Right. He saunters in dressed like a 90s drama student in a black mock turtleneck <laughs> under his uniform. Like, that's not <laughs> that's not up to code. That's not 
it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. O- O'Neill's happy and surprised, and they hug it out and calls him Space Monkey. Thank you. I wrote this down also. What? <laughs> like, what? That was, that was never a thing. That wasn't like a thing of theirs. I'm thinking that a scene got cut where Debbie Downer, Daniel, was up there realizing they were going to die in space. And he probably made some sort of comparison to how NASA sent like a monkey and a dog into space to die, like experimentally with no way for them to return. Uh, uh, (laughs) And then popped out a banana and just started. (laughs) Never called him that. Like, (laughs) no, you never called him that. Is that going to be his new moniker? I'm going to be calling him that a lot now. Spoiler alert. Yes. Oh, every episode, at least once an episode. <laughs> Look for it. Doesn't even make sense. Okay. <laughs> well, and then Daniel, you know, him and Carter hug, and and he and him and Teal nod at each other, and that's the end of episode one, season two of SG One. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, Sarah. Yeah. Uh, What's up? Uh, the biggest question: Were you comforted by season two, episode one? Yes. Were you? Yeah, yeah. It was pretty much mm-hmm. what I thought it would be. It, it was mm-hmm. it was a good conclusion to that story. And yeah, and I'm ready to rock. I'm ready to go, ready to go to episode two and see what yeah. the season brings. It's like it was like the beginning of season one. Like, okay, I'm looking forward to more. Because mm-hmm. it was a good first episode. So, Tori. Yes. Um, did you through watching the show come up with somebody you a character you would really like to be a character you would absolutely not want to be and like someone you could like meh I take it or leave it something like a yay a nay or a meh uh yes I did uh my yeah put Braytac down uh <laughs> just because like his plans yeah. are fairly good like he did have like a whole thing going on. He was doing a bunch of shit in the background. Like everything he does, like is helping out, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, and and you know, and 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 he, I, I guess he has the biggest dick. I mean, I I I you know, I I don't know. Fi- final measure, uh, probably him. Except although he did have a shitty exit, so I don't know. But yeah, probably that's him. true. Uh, my net is uh Colonel Matt Nicholson. Uh, and mostly for never having watched Independence Day, <laughs> and knowing that that's exactly I how I should it move him to down. my yeah because I wish I'd never watched Independence Day. <laughs> and my and my Met is Apophis, and pretty much like the J- Jaffa in general. Like O'Neill was like, "You think we're going to be able to take over two ships with like eight people? Like that's ridiculous." <laughs> and they do. They do. I think it's because the go old were overconfident and so were the Jaffa I I had that note down I was like yeah just kind of an arrogance that that, Mm -hmm. yeah and they just poor management which was also present in the general sort of United States government and military structure Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) interesting interesting all right uh, what do you got for yeah net and meh I've got my yeah is Hammond because I too have a giant dick and I too fuck oh oh yeah I forgot about Hammond Shit. Not too bad. Top too late. Okay. <laughs> it's never too late. <laughs> My ne is those two quickly forgotten and never mourned rebel Jaffa. The Choctaw dancers. 
the Chuck Teal dancers and my meh is actually Colonel Dickalicious. Mm. And because I'm like, as much as I just said, I was general Hammond, I bet it's more likely that my actual story in life is that I'm Colonel Dickalicious. And I walk around like thinking I got a big dick and I fuck, but I don't. And, and then, and then you just end up being like, I want to go to alpha site, please. Yeah. (laughs) And then I'm like, I'm told no. <laughs> Someone so else gets to go, and it's because they took initiative, and you suck. And so, and so you unbutton your shirt and get a drink, and just sort of. And oh, well, and you also notice that you don't see him in the rest of the episode. No, nope. Like he's nope. still in that office closet, just like crying. Yeah. Hammond's like, just leave him in there for a bit. Yeah, just don't even tell him that it's over. <laughs> yeah, that's the end of this episode. What do we got? What do we got on deck next week? We have season two, episode two, in the line of duty. Samantha Carter becomes the host of a Goa Uld when she is trying to save the life of the previous host. Oh shit. <laughs> I was I was curious because I I the only spoiler I gave myself was the picture and Sant and it's Carter and she's looking mm-hmm. kind of she's just looking a little sickly, mm-hmm. has her hair down and shit. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, what we would have right here is come try a. And I'm going to just say, don't come try a Diet Coke. It's nasty and bad for you in so many ways. It makes you crave more sweets and it's bad for your bones. And if Diet Coke wants me to say something else, maybe they should sponsor our podcast. If you don't want to be like Diet Coke, put your product here. It's up to you. World of products. How, do, how am I doing? Evil mastermind? So, hey, thanks for sticking around through Come Trya, where I shit on brands that don't bother to sponsor my podcast. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there'd be an infinite supply of that. We probably won't do that. It's very negative. So anyway, thanks for sticking around through maybe hopefully some sponsorships or not. But since you stuck around, you get to hear a segment we call Get to Know Your Host. Tori? Yes. If you could have tea with one fictional character, who would it be? With one fictional character? Yeah. Oh, Oh, well. I don't know. I, the Marquis de Sade came to my mind. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ. That's intense. I, I, I just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I picked the clown from it. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I definitely don't. Hannibal Lecter. Just kidding. No. <laughs> duh, duh. Although, yeah, you know, doing, having a nice tea with Bilbo Baggins or something, it'd probably be, be great. Be a fun time. I bet he does great tea time. Yeah, I I think I would pick like literally any talking animal. (laughs) Like, like, what about like like, the beavers from the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe or some shit like that? Yeah, or like Stuart Little or Ralph S. Mouse, like that ride little motorcycles and wear little clothes because I'd want to know. Tell me your background, dude. Could your parents talk? (laughs) Were you in a lab? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, tea with like frog and toad would be great. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> or, or maybe Tinkerbell so I could get her backstory. Why is she so petty? Is she petty? Yeah. She's jealous and petty for sure. <laughs> she, is. she is. All right. We All did right. it. Yes, we, uh, we did it. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks for listening, folks. Check out the, uh, the seven symbol.com. And, uh, this, of course, this is on, uh, Spotify, Podbean, Apple podcasts and Google play podcasts. And if you have anything great to say about our show, go ahead and give us a review on whichever platform you listen on that has reviews available. But if you hate this show or you just want to say, Hey, and say something nice. First of all, if you hate this show, go ahead and just don't tell me, just don't listen anymore. But if you have some constructive feedback, still leave us a good review, five stars, but then give us a call at 425-610-6554 or email us at verticalwateringhole, one word, at gmail.com. Of course it's one word. I'm just meaning there's like no weird punctuation in there. <laughs> Surprisingly, vertical watering hole was 100% available as a Gmail. The other person used underscores. Yeah. Like an idiot. <laughs> The other, the other 50,000 people all have numbers after it. Nobody <laughs> went for just the regular thing. Vertical waterhole, 1886. <laughs> what? what? All right, folks. Well, yeah, thanks for joining us at the Vertical Watering Hole. Yeah, thank you. Till next time. We bid you adieu. Come try a... Come try. Da, 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 da. <laughs>